Hey guys, it's Shane from Now That I'm Older. I hope you're liking everything you're hearing on the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. If you are, go to rogan'shell.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you anything extra. It's not going to look any different. But every time you use that link, you're going to be helping out the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. So bookmark rogan'shell.com slash Amazon every time you need to buy something from Amazon. Thanks a lot. Stick around, get to the chopper, and let off some steam, because this is the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends, I'm Corey, and joined with me is Christian. Welcome to episode 51. Hello, internet. I'm glad to be back. Mm -hmm. I was never gone, but it's good to be here. Yeah. You know, it always feels like way too much time passes between these podcasts. It's true, but that's also because now uh, we've been going on like a kind of a bi-weekly basis for these things. All... Because of it's necessary, guys. Yeah. Not because we don't want to do these, but goddamn adulting is hard. It and is. It is a lot. It seems like the older you get, you know, I always used to, you know, make fun of my parents. Like, no, you're going to get older. Time's going to go out the window. Your back's going to start hurting. I'm like, I'm going to be young forever. I am invincible. That Dude, is not the case. Literally, I woke up this morning and my back hurt. Yeah. Literally, I woke up this morning and I had no time to do everything I had to do. And I found like a gray hair the other day. Oh, no. But not on my head, on my balls. Oh, okay. Because my body has decided, you know, instead of keeping my ball hair colorful. Okay. Well, I mean, gonna... for the most part, only two people are going to see that. So. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend and my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that fits with today's social justice warrior ways. That's all That's good. That's right. Don't make fun of me or you're a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever woken up one of those mornings where like your back hurts so much that like you can't like bend? I had to literally... I I really I have no training with yoga. Like mm-hmm. I've never actually been to a real yoga class except um when we were in spring break circa 1996 <laughs> or not 96 2006. God, I wish it were 96. Yeah. The soundtrack would have been better. <laughs> and we we did it drunkly on the beach cuz our hotel was offering free yoga. But I have watched the P90X yoga videos, which are very helpful. Mm. And so I know, like, the basic moves. You know, I know squatting dog and right-facing warrior and all sorts of things. (laughs) Right-facing warrior? (laughs) I don't know. I'm making all this shit up. And uh, namaste. If you can't do it, just relax in child's pose. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I've seen Sarah Marshall, so that's, like, my knowledge. (laughs) But anyway, I did a whole bunch of yoga stretches this morning because my girlfriend uh, had a yoga mat out. And I was like, I'm going to fucking... There's a yoga mat, so I guess I do yoga on the yoga mat, and yeah. I did it, and it helped stretch my back a little bit. But man, I also I did yoga and I pounded four aspirin. Yeah, <laughs> four, four. Jeez, wow. Because I was recommended like, dosages too, I believe for infants, for, for in- bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't no bitch, so I took four, nope. and it helped. Hmm. It helped a lot, man. Well, that's good. God, I hope no one figures out I do this on the internet. No one adult life can find these. <laughs> <laughs> Someone eventually is going to find out. Can't run for president. Not going to be able to make America great again, Corey. No, no, no. I imagine Trump wakes up every morning with these type of back problems every single day. He's an old man. Um, like I said, there, that my, and my a back boner is, for greatness. Yeah, let's let's go with the boner for greatness. I don't know if they need to put that as a campaign slogan, then, but like, who knows with the things that he's been doing in my work. Eagle perches upon his cock. He ain't Stephen Colbert. <laughs> All right. Only he can pull off that, like, weird eagle bullshit. But, but anyway. And then they're going to sell pistachios. Yeah. 
Oh, God, I'm reminded of that stupid commercial. Um, in any case, uh, let's get away from all this old man yeah, let's, stuff. Yeah, let's make America great. Because it's just Gordon. reminding me that every day that I'm just wasting away yeah. and my back is just getting worse every day. And soon um, you'll die. Yeah. And but no one we, will know you. But we have some cool things to talk about today. Um, a little bit of some social justice warrior stuff going on in the gaming community, as well as this whole Batman versus Superman thing. You've probably heard of it. Yep. Saw the movie. Uh, have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Um, at the, uh, I'm glad we didn't just rush out and then just like spew out our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff influencing us. The, mm-hmm. the internet was very colorful about that yeah, topic. I've, I've let like my viewing experience of that movie sort of marinate over the course of like the last week and now it's thick like syrup on pancakes basically yeah <laughs> um my initial reaction walking out of that theater is like okay uh, it wasn't as bad as critics said but at the same time it wasn't great either i give it like a solid seven but after like thinking about it for a week and really just looking at all the plot points i think it's down to like a six for me i still think it's a solid seven um, the things that bring it down is the storytelling is just done very badly. Yeah. But the character of Superman and the character of Batman, I think, were good. Really? You thought Superman was a I good thought, portrayal of that character? I thought the Superman was definitely the weakest. The robotic, uh, emotionless Superman. Who he was throughout... sad Superman, okay? Because that's what everybody wants to fucking see is a sad Superman. Sad Superman. And... Christopher Reeve is turning over in his grave right now. Well, not he was paralyzed, so he's not moving too much in there. Ooh. <laughs> Anyway, the point is that I thought that Superman wasn't the worst part. Mostly Doomsday was the worst part. Mm-hmm. Superman is a, is a man. Well, he's not really a man. He's an alien that looks like a man, yeah. that talks like a man, that walks like but a man. But super alien just doesn't sound as catchy. Super alien man does not sound super as Superhumanoid alien man. <laughs> that looks like you and me. And uh, so... I like Superman, and I like Superman probably more than Batman, but Batman is cooler. I understand that he's cooler, mm-hmm. and I'm not debating that. Um, and Batman was cooler in this movie, but Superman just has a soft spot in my heart, so mm-hmm. I like Superman. Yeah. Because um, he's the most badass. He's the go- He's the uh, un- uncool American Goku, but damn it, he's still Goku in America, so... In many ways, yeah, I can yeah. definitely see that. So, parallel. anyway, I- I'm getting but off But was he like that in the movie? No. No. He did save some Mexican people from a rocket ship. Good for him. <laughs> I'm combining did ways. You, did you did you see like his reaction during that scene? Like when he saved all these people, was he even smiling? You know, he no, he was kind of like Doctor Manhattan and it, Superman combined. <laughs> and that makes sense because this was directed by Zack Snyder, who also worked on Watchmen. Wow, that does and make sense. God, man, you just blew my mind. He turned Superman into Doctor Manhattan. He did. They're basically the same within the confines of that movie in that universe. Yes, Superman is just like Doctor Manhattan. He's this all-powerful being who can basically just do whatever he wants, but he feels obligated to help mankind. But at the same time, he doesn't know if he should. His mom says, "You don't owe the world a damn thing," which is very different from the old Martha Kent that I've seen in many other interpretations, who basically tailors Clark into becoming a hero. And that was really my biggest problem. And uh, since we're so on track with this, let's just, let's just go character character basis. Let's just focus on Superman right now. Um, Superman is supposed to stand for like hope and justice and the good in people. And throughout the entire movie, he's trying to decide if he's even good or not. And it's just so depressing the entire movie. Watch that. And the only thing that ever seems to give him even, like, a glimpse of happiness is getting to fuck Amy Adams. Like, that's about it. And you know what? Amy Adams was the worst part of this movie, but we'll wait for Lois until the very end. 
you know, for me, she's bottom of the barrel. Okay, so here's the movie. thing. Do you remember, uh, have you ever seen the movie, uh, uh, what's, what's this actress's name? Diane Lane? Yeah, the one that plays Superman's mom. Yeah. I always remember the sex scenes from Unfaithful. So she may play a mom, but damn it, those were the hottest fucking things. I can't say that I've seen Unfaithful. Oh, it's hot. Is she unfaithful? She's unfaithful. Oh, I bet she is. With a hot Italian young boxing male, and she sort of betrays her husband. Who's this guy? Uh, Richard or uh, Richard Gear? Richard Gear. Richard Gear. He also had a dribble up his Shit, ass. Shit, man, I'd fuck Richard Gear. Dribble <laughs> <laughs> got there first. Um, <laughs> but the point is that ever since then, so now that she's like some old lady, and they made her not look as nice anymore, and you know she's aged. You know, I, I, I was like, I've seen Superman's mom yeah. fuck. I mean, but yeah, but I mean, it's like that's what they do with these movies. That usually they have a lot of new people come in. You know, Henry Cavill, who played Superman, he's relatively new. Ben Affleck is is, is basically a veteran at this point. But they always yes. have some like classical trained actors coming into these superhero movies to sort of like use them as a pedestal to hold up the movie a little bit. You know, look at the Amazing Spider-Man movie. You had freaking uh, uh, not Kathy Bates. That would be funny if she was playing Aunt May. <laughs> but you had um, Force Gump's mom. <laughs> Yes. Whose name is just Escape uh, Sally Field. Yes. Who played Aunt May in that movie. You yes. had uh, Martin Sheen, another just classic actor. And they always get these old guys to come in and do that. And they usually don't do much with them. And same thing. She has like one scene in the movie, I think, or two, which is where she's talking to Clark. And she's like, you don't owe the world a damn thing. You don't need to do anything. And while watching that scene out inside, I'm just like, no, that is not what you're supposed to be saying to your son. The fucking hero of the world. You're putting him down the wrong path. And then there's a scene later in the movie where Superman... And this scene might be the most random scene of the movie for me personally. All of a sudden, Clark's just walking around in the mountains with regular clothes. And then he runs into uh, freaking his water world dad just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. And they That's just a have a random sequence. conversation about what's good, what's bad, what should you do. Well, we his spent dad a played... whole fucking previous movie going through this, and now we're having some weird hallucination scene where he's talking with his dead father in the middle of nowhere. Here's why that doesn't bother me, because the first movie has, it, it's a loophole, I'm stretching it, but his, his Krypton dad, mm-hmm. who's played by the Gladiator. Yeah, Russell Crowe, who's was, nowhere in this movie. Well, he was killed off because he got his his computer program got erased. Yeah. But I liked they, Marlon Brando better, but they, keep going. They took... The, that concept and applied it to the movie now, which is fine, but the technology is now gone that made that happen. Like the personality computer chips, mm-hmm. you know, is gone now. Yeah. So for them to do it is kind of a stretch, but yet they're like, oh, we did it last movie, so we'll just do it again. Mm-hmm. But I like the moral compass, but also I think Superman should be past that. Isn't he supposed to? He should to be? be way fucking past it yeah. at this point. And um, I think it was interesting that he chose to bother he actually didn't want to fight Batman. He didn't like Batman. Yeah. But he wasn't, and he even tried to stop Batman, mm-hmm. but he wasn't going to go try to kill Batman. Mm-mm. You know, he wasn't going to really bother I mean, if he him. wanted to, I mean, he could have killed Batman. At any point. Yeah. He could fucking say, oh, I can't, let's say him and Batman got in a fight and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. He could just at any point say, well, I'll just erase this whole city then. Exactly. And just go, Bong! I mean, what's to and- stop him from just grabbing Batman and just tossing him into space? You what? know? Or ripping him apart. Exactly. At like, the, he has so many methods. Yeah, lasers oh. through the eyeballs that mm-hmm. he could he could beam lasers into your eyes mm-hmm. to reflect off your retinas to to erase your whole brain. Yeah, you know that's a big problem, man. <laughs> Super, Superman's powers in the movie are like so wishy washy. I mean, obviously the, the the flying is there, the super strength is there, the uh, the, the uh, laser. eye lasers. They're more laser of a eyes. plasma. That's, yeah, they're the... more of a plasma. <laughs> what the fuck? 
You sound like one of those dudes at Comic-Con who is in a panel and walks up. Um, so how did you guys pull off the plasma effect? And the guy, I don't care, man. I just don't care. Well, that's um, why Batman can get away from, uh, 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 not Deathstroke. What the hell is the, the other bad guy? Death, death machine. Death machine. Death lock. <laughs> I'm just fucking Deadpool. drawing death. You're talking about, uh, dark side, dark side, not Ooh. dark side. That's the next villain. That's the Thanos. In DC. Yeah. The yeah. Thanos of the DC universe. Anyway, the point is the bad guy that got created by Lex Luthor is has eye lasers too but you know how like he shoots him at batman and batman sees him coming and mm-hmm. then gets out of the way and then they hit the building and melt the building mm-hmm. it's because they're not lasers they're like a superheated plasma mm-hmm. you need to understand mm-hmm. his eye things are plasma they're not because mm-hmm. if they were lasers they would just instantly be there at the speed of light and you'd yeah. be dead you know yeah, true there, there's difference there so they're not they're just re they're wrongly categorized yeah. i'm sorry i had to get on the plasma high horse there no for a second, no it's, but... it's cool it's just adding more to the convoluted powers of superman especially his power of being able to hear people from long distances which select play a role people select people especially if it's just fucking lois yeah so it's... but going back to superman for a second like my biggest problem with the character is like he just he doesn't know like what his purpose is aside from just wrecking shit like and he the one of the biggest pro- problems people had with the first man of steel movie was that at the end of the film you know him and zod end up having this huge battle which just presumably kills thousands of people they never said it mm-hmm. but it was very clear at the beginning of this movie that happened. I mean, you look at the damage that was caused. It was like, 9/11, there are people who are not getting out it of it. It was 9 11 by 1,000. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people are not going to be able to run away from all of that stuff. There was even that one scene, which I thought was really ham fisted, with that one guy who was in the office and then he starts like praying as the building around him is like crumbling and then he dies in there and everything. It's just like, you're taking the mistakes of the last movie that everyone hated and now you're throwing them in our face again. Why was that a mistake? I'm confused. I mean, you could say that Zack Snyder's addressing the fact that, yes, Superman killed people in the last movie inadvertently because he was trying to fight against Zod, um, but, like, nothing got fixed from it. Like, well, he stopped just, Zod. I mean, you could say that, yeah, people are reacting to Superman like, oh, he, he destroyed things and then most everybody loves him. If that happened in real life, no one would love Superman. And they despite only had how many people he one saved. dude that didn't like Superman, yeah. you know, the suicide bomber wheelchair mm-hmm. guy. Um, yeah. They only had one dude that didn't like Superman. Mm-hmm. You'd think that there would be hundreds of families affected. That oh, there, there should have been way more people. Hundreds of families mm-hmm. that were like, fuck Superman because my family died during that. I don't care. He stopped a supervillain. Mm-hmm. He was associated with the death of my family members. And because that's real life. In real life, you don't make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if you don't end up accidentally killing people to save someone, hell, even if you make a YouTube video, mm-hmm. you can't make everyone happy. I mean, who the hell approved of that big, stupid Superman statue in the middle of the city? And he's, like, flexing. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> uh, this guy, like, <laughs> murdered half of the people He was associated the with the murder you of, know? A, of millions of people, thousands of people. But again, I mean, that's another one of the big problems with these movies is these heroes just, they indiscriminately kill people. In this one, yeah. Batman fucking murders people with machine guns in this. All the damn time. Some <laughs> and, of them are dream sequences, to be fair. And, but there are scenes in this movie where he is just blowing fuckers away. And Batman was laying bitches. He he woke up from that nightmare, yeah, and they, there was a woman in his They never bed. addressed that. I'm like, does, does Batman just get puss on the side? No one says anything? I, like, never see that in any of the comics <laughs> or anything. They're just like, yeah. fuck it. Maybe, maybe that was just... 
Ben Affleck literally waking up from like a long night. Who knows? And they're like, fuck it. Put it in the movie. We're never going to address this woman again. Yeah. Does Batman just use his billionaire status to fuck bitches? Like in, in the other one, uh, I mean, the he's a man. He's got needs, man. In the Nullverse, Batman or Bruce Wayne would go out with women. So he looked like a playboy ph- mm-hmm. philanthropist. But he never of. like followed through no, that ne- we know of. No, no. He just in my of- mind, I'd like to imagine Bruce is kind of like a player and maybe he did go home and, you know, wrangle him a three way. I yeah. don't know. I mean, with the drone swimming did. in the fountain. Yeah. Tony Stark behind this hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like it's just the way it worked mm-hmm. so it, 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 there were things about batman that were strange yeah. but also i found them to be a realistic take on what a batman would probably be yeah. so i didn't mind them yeah. and uh also at the same time i don't really mind the superman struggling all that much because if there was a super powerful being that was raised as a human mm-hmm. and looked like humans and wanted to be part of humanity mm-hmm. they would struggle with the fact that i can't even walk down the street but until i might accidentally kill someone if i sneeze Mm -hmm. he's just like he's always walking on eggshells you know Mm -hmm. he even says it when he's facing like lex luther he's like i'm gonna bring you in and not break you but i probably could on accident if i wanted to you know and then lex luther makes him his bitch and he's like why don't you just listen for your mom's heartbeat can't you just hear that if you concentrated seriously i mean you know we could say he does this in the comics as much as you want, but this is a movie adaptation. Yeah. So there are going to be some differences. I mean, in the comic, he can hear people like across galaxies. Yeah. Stuff like it's no problem for him. And considering how fast and powerful he is, that scene where his mother gets kidnapped by Lex Luthor, which is a terrible plot point, by the way, um, just he could bust into that building, take out all those guys in like a split second and even stop the dude with the flamethrower. Yeah. From killing his mom. Like, in an instant, it would be zero problem for him. It'd be even easier for him for Batman because he has X-ray vision, maybe, in this universe. I'm not sure. Does he have X-ray vision? Never been used, if it exists. You know, which also got me thinking. I was like, man, you should have been able to figure out, like, who Batman was, like, instantly. Well, he knew who Batman was because he saw Bruce Wayne using that that ear. uh, Again, going back to the whole... Hearing, hearing everything yeah. on accident, he picked mm-hmm. that one up. Yeah, as long as it's important to the plot, he can hear it. Yeah, but if it's if it's important that he be weak and mm-hmm. vulnerable, then he stops using powers. Yeah. It's sort of strange. Okay, Superman's the most flawed character besides... Uh, Without a... Uh, well, I wouldn't say he's the most flawed, but he's a character that I was really disappointed in because it didn't feel like Superman to me. It was just too depressing and serious of a character. It should have been truth, justice in the American way. But yeah, but America's changed a lot since then. So I understand why they get away with the America. America uh, has not changed that much. What's changed is the comic book movie landscape. And we can blame that on movies like The Dark Knight, which is dark and brooding as shit. Within the confines of that movie, it works because it's a solo Batman film set in Gotham City. Ever since that movie came out, every single superhero movie, for the most part, wants to be dark and depressing, and be played Except some of the Marvel stuff. Except for some of the Marvel movies. And there's a reason why those movies are more successful. Because they cater more to the comic book fans, and they don't always try to be super dark and depressing. They actually like to have fun. Guardians of the Galaxy. Deadpool. I mean, like... Age of Ultron is pretty... Age of Ultron is like the darkest Avengers film ever. But it's also got some of the greatest humor in it. Yes. The scene... My favorite part of that movie is not the action scenes. My favorite part of Age of Ultron is when they're all hanging out trying to lift Thor's hammer. My Just favorite seeing part, the characters be normal and have fun. My favorite part is like when uh, 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 Hawkeye is like, 
yeah, there are a bunch of robots out there and I got a bow and arrow. Fuck it. Let's just do this. If you go out there, you're an Avenger now. You know, like that's one of my favorite that lines. That scene exemplifies what it means to be a superhero movie. Yeah. It's like, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, fighting robots for the bow and arrow. And, and they tried to bring a small amount of that sense and dark, depressing dourness to Batman versus Superman. They didn't bring a touch wore, of it. They brought, they, they smeared it on. That movie was sucking its own dick the whole time. <laughs> like it insisted upon itself so damn much. Just, oh, you know, as a Batman movie, I think it's, I think it's actually pretty decent. It's a Superman it was a movie. It Batman sucks. movie. It was not a Superman movie. And you know what? It wasn't even a Batman Superman movie. They might as well have just titled it Pre-Order Your Justice League Movie Tickets Now, Bitches. We got you by the balls. Or at least we thought we did. Or at least we thought we did. <laughs> they don't have Doomsday by the balls because Doomsday apparently does not have balls or a dong in the movie. I mean, he's a lab-created creature. Why are you so stress- obsessed with his scrotum? I shit? shouldn't be. Yeah. But I am completely obsessed with Doomsday's cock. Because while watching that scene, <laughs> I was just like, I, sh- I should be thinking, oh man, Doomsday is about to fight Superman in a live-action movie. I've been waiting to see this since I was like eight years old. This is going to blow my mind. And all I could think of is, huh, I've never seen Doomsday without pants before, and he just has no dick. But he it's was completely smoothed over. But he was created by two male creatures, Zod and Luther. He's like a Barbie doll. Yeah. He doesn't have anything. Maybe those were his pants. Maybe he had like skin pants. Skin, skin pants. Okay. Skin colored pants. All right. Let's let's get back to Batman Gray for a second. So pants. we can agree that Superman definitely one of the more flawed parts of the movie. Um I'm a fanboy though, like so I just I like Superman. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not justifying mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying I like Superman. Um, I mean, Henry Cavill, do you think he did a pretty decent job? I think he's acting? one of the best modern Supermans out there. The last Superman sucked. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still like, uh, what was it, the last Superman movie, Man of Steel? Mm-hmm. Liked it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I liked it. And I think he's a good Superman. Okay. And I hope he stays around. I think he's a decent Superman. He has a lot to grow into. But then again, spoiler alert, by the end of the movie, he's dead. So. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I know. See, it didn't make an impression on me. It should, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter though, because we'll get to that when we get to Doomsday. Uh, let's get to Batman again. Uh, Batman is, for me personally, the highlight of the movie. Like he really made me get into this movie. Every scene that involved Bruce Wayne or Batman or Alfred or the Batcave, that amazing Batmobile sequence, and let's not forget the scene towards the end of the film where he goes into that warehouse and just annihilates all of those goons and saves Superman's mother. That scene for me is the best action scene from any DC movie that I've seen thus far, and it was way more entertaining watch, watching Batman just you know beat up some lowlifes as opposed to watching him fight against Superman, which... Basically just amounted to a lot of punching through walls. And it was short. Yeah, it's like... Well, here's the thing. Uh, Going into it, you know, I I didn't read too many reviews, and the ones that I did look at were spoiler-free. Almost every review I read said, there's two fights between Batman and Superman. Bullshit, there's one fight between them. The first thing, if you want to call it a fight, is just Batman running his Batmobile right into Superman, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. That that is not a a fight. fight. If that's a fight, that's a fucking mask. I guess you could give Superman that win. Yeah. And then Batman wins the next one. The thing is, though, I just I didn't consider that a fight whatsoever. It also, was Batman doesn't win against everyone if he's unprepared. Mm-hmm. Batman usually always wins against dudes who when he's prepared. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you surprise Batman, you can beat him. Mm-hmm. Just like a Captain America Batman fight. If, mm-hmm. if, like, Captain America got a jump on Batman, he'd probably kick his ass. But if Batman mm-hmm. knew he was coming, he'd kick his ass. Yeah. So it's like both. Like, that's not really a fair fight. 
if it's a fair fight, Batman wins against a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know? And also, um, what do you think of the, the only thing I thought that was flawed about Batman was his training montage, something you don't usually see, but I didn't think it was necessary. It wasn't necessary. We know Batman's awesome. We know he's capable of kicking ass. Did you know he does CrossFit? Did you know that for being a super rich guy, you'd think he'd have all this equipment? No, he's just got a fucking tire, tire that he pulls with a fucking rope. Was that, was that like I training? got ripped to play this character, and I'm getting my shirt off in this movie. That's all they needed it for, man. Like, I don't need to see Batman's training. Batman's training is implied. We know he's fucking awesome. Especially in a movie universe where apparently he's existed for 20 years. Yes. Which... I want to see all the stuff that happened during his career as Batman. Like, I want to see all the villains that he encountered. Like, when they finally do this, like, solo Ben Affleck Batman movie, is it going to take place after this? Or are they going to do, like, a whole prequel thing? We're going to get some more Aff, Affback. Affleck. Baffleck. Yeah. Just think of the Geico. Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're going to get some more of that in the Suicide Squad movie coming up. So I'm kind of excited yeah, to see that. Yeah, but maybe like five minutes of yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be five minutes. You know, it's a glorified cameo. But there's more there. I'm okay with a solo Batman movie. Yeah. You know? I'm more okay with that than anything with this Superman in it. I mean, get some more before Affleck gets old. You know, mm-hmm. get some more in there. You know, and I mean, man. he's already up there. But, I mean, he did a pretty good interpretation of this Batman, which is clearly... And everyone shit on him. Mm-hmm. Everyone, do you oh, remember? dude, the initial reaction when he was announced as Batman was just everybody was flipping their shit. Nobody was happy. Um, I was and he blindfully was optimistic just because one, you never know until you see it on the screen. But everybody was burned because they were all reminded of Daredevil. Yes, which God, sucks. God, that second season kicks ass, dude. Yeah, well, the Netflix series, great solo film with Ben Affleck as Daredevil, not so good. Mm-hmm. So, um, Electra. Way better in Netflix series mm-hmm. again. God, the I Punisher, freaking way better. God, let's save that for after Batman versus yeah. Superman. Have you before we get to that? Have you like finished that season? No. Okay, have I you have, actually? Oh, I heard the ending is epic. I like power watched through all of it. Yeah, the ending is great. Some of the fight scenes are great. The Punisher has some scenes. There's this prison scene. Don't whoa! Shut the fuck up right now. I didn't even know that existed. Okay, it's just like. That scene alone, you're just like, man, that's more hardcore than any DC movie or Marvel movie that's come <laughs> out like ever. And it makes the CW superhero shows just look like PG movies by well, comparison. I it was love bloody as fuck. Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil is not a superhero in the sense that is super strong. Yeah. He just has super senses. Yeah. So he can anticipate things much better than an average human being. Yeah. So as a, as a natural born athlete who has super senses, he has a big advantage, mm-hmm. but he could never like, I don't think daredevil could be Batman. Mm, that is tough, man. They're so similar. It's kind of, they're kind in of the same person. Senses. Boy, that's weird too. Like <laughs> with Ben Affleck playing both of them too. It's even stranger. That would be funny. <laughs> um, are they in different universes though? Oh yeah. They're Marvel DC. Oh, they're Marvel DC. Yeah, okay. That'll never happen Marvel. then. Yeah, that's but, MCU stuff. Yeah. But the point is that, uh, uh, Daredevil's not a super powered dude. He's just yeah. a really good fighter. Yeah, He's a martial artist. Yeah. That happens to have super senses. Mm-hmm. He's like a, he's like a, a martial artist with Spider-Man mixed together. Basically. You know? Yeah. He's like constant spider sense going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but at the same time, uh, uh, the Punisher is really the same thing. Just a hardcore dude. Yeah, the Punisher is very much that. He's just a dude who's really fucking pissed off. Yes, and, and he's he is not afraid to fuck people up. No, like I mean, or kill he, people. He's the type. Of, yeah, he's the type of like he doesn't even hesitate. Like he'll just pull, gone. 
doesn't even even think about it. Like it's he's such an interesting character for the MCU. But we are getting way off track. Let's go are back we? to Batman for a second. What was your favorite Batman scene from the movie? The fight scene where he jumps <laughs> in the thing and you know he uh, kicks all the bad dudes' asses. And I like that he got hurt during that fight. He got stabbed. Yeah, he. Uh, they they showed a little bit of invulnerability for the character, which I do think is important because Batman is like scary and awesome and cool. But uh, that made him seem a little more human during that scene. But yeah, that scene right there is definitely my favorite from the movie, period, and my favorite Batman scene. Um, a lot of people compare it to the Arkham games, because, you know, he was fighting, like, all those people at once. Yes, dodging, it seemed very blocking. much like that fight system in the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems very much like uh, the, uh, like... Just, just it felt like a scene from the video game. Like yeah. there was a cutscene that was photorealistic, but it didn't look like a video game because it was all real people fighting. Yes, which is what made it really good. Yes, you know, Batman versus Superman. You're like, oh, okay, I can tell this is CG with them flying up and plowing through the buildings and everything. Superman flying through the smoke and yeah. standing there. You know? While it looks cool, and that totally reminds me of something I'd see in an anime series. It, 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 it is fake looking. You it know, does but look when fake. Bat, when Ben Affleck is in there, and you know cashing checks and crushing necks like it looks real it looks painful you know and he uses more than just you know random punching and the camera was still a lot so you could see everything i really appreciated that power bombs using his grappling hook to pick up boxes throwing them into people taking a dude's knife and jamming it into his shoulder blade that one punch he did to that one guy that just sends his face flying into the floor and he was pissed off and i loved how everybody was trying to attack him in different ways, like he was trying to get stabbed. That one dude shot him in the back of the head like three times. But it didn't work because, you know, his helmet's bulletproof. Exactly. Even though when he takes it off in the Batcave, it looks flimsy as shit and doesn't look like it should be able to defend against any type of gun. But you forget that shit. It is a comic book movie, after all. You have to have a little bit of suspension of disbelief. You have to. Mm -hmm. I mean, or else you're like, well, it's not really real, because if, like, a guy Mm -hmm. was fighting seven dudes, they could just all jump on him at once and kick his ass. Which is true. In yeah. real life, that's the problem. I mean, if they all just pointed their guns in one direction and unloaded on him, he, he probably wouldn't be getting up. No. And that's just the way it is. You but know? it wouldn't make for a very fun action scene. No. It'll make for a great opening to Robocop from the 80s, but it Hell wouldn't work for this movie Hell yeah, it would. Um, and then, of course, the build-up to that scene where he's going to the warehouse, where he's in the, uh, I guess they're just going to call it the Batplane. I don't know if they gave it a specific name. It always has, like, a different name. Um, he just, like, blows all these dudes away that are in these cars, like, with his uh, missiles and guns that are on the plane. And, like, doesn't even regard the fact that he just murdered all of these people. Um, there's a couple scenes uh, earlier in the film with the Batmobile where he uh, takes this tow cable and attaches it to this other car, which is just... Has a couple of people in it, by the way, and it's just being constantly dragged across the ground and getting crushed. And then he actually uses that to, like, bounce it off a wall and smash another car with another car. He had to kill, like, at least four people right there. Especially when he was chasing after the kryptonite. Mm -hmm. You know, he just starts shooting at that car with a machine gun and blowing everything up. Exactly. Those aren't not lethal bullets, dude. You know, And even if he's not killing them directly, he's killing them inadvertently because in this movie... For some reason, Batman brands people that he captures that he turns over to the police. Like, he literally has, like, a a hot brand that he gets him in the shoulder blade with, and it leaves, like, a bat imprint mark on them. And according to this news report, which to me makes no fucking sense, whenever these prisoners go to prison and they see that they have that symbol, it's like a death sentence for them. They get, like, killed or shanked or beaten up by the other people in the prison. Batman is sending these people to be killed. 
Like, he, he's reached this point in his career where he's just like, fuck it, I can't do any better. There's this god in the other fucking city across the street that's way more powerful and cooler than I am. <laughs> fuck it, I'm just going to start killing people. That scene where he kills the guy with the flamethrower, that's an interesting scene because, one, he straight up just kills a guy. We can't deny that. Yes. But it's also a scene that is taken directly from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, uh-huh. which is an incredibly famous comic book, which arguably is the reason this movie exists. Like any scene with Batman and Superman together was taken from that where he's wearing the armor that was taken from the book as well. Lines of dialogue lifted directly from that. Not the best ones either. Um, But that scene where he pulls out like that big gun and bursts through the wall, same scene happened in the comic book. The difference was in the comic book, he shoots bullets around the guy, which causes him to freak out. He doesn't just blow his ass up. (laughs) So yeah, but that scene was cool because it led to one of the few funny moments of the movie where when, after taking this guy out, he saves Superman's mother and he says, I'm, I'm one of your son's friends. And she replies, I could tell because of the Cape because of the Cape and the costume. I was like, why isn't there more of this? There needs to be more of this in this movie. It's just way too fucking depressing the entire time. Well, that's why they're reshooting Suicide Squad. They're mm-hmm. like, fuck, we got to add more humor. Yeah, Will Smith in there. Why isn't that movie kind of funny already? I mean, you, Welcome well, to Earth. What? You know, like, what's well, wrong? I mean, you got all those villains, too, who are like, you got like Harley Quinn, who's going to have like a dark sense of humor. You have humor, though. Humor. Who, yeah. Dark sense of humor yeah so there better be humor yeah. in the movie i think it's gonna be i could tell just from the trailers for that movie it's gonna be way more of a, a laugh riot than anything from batman versus superman man if they're worried about shoving more jokes in there that kind of freaks me out mm-hmm. like what's the problem guys i don't know i mean warner brothers right now they, they don't want to fully accept the fact that the critics have just been reaming this movie and even the fan base I saw that article yeah. sort of coming back at them a bit and they're just like eh, we might think about changing stuff but we're not not going to do that. We've invested a lot of money in this, guys. Exactly. Sorry. And I mean, they're making their money back. I mean, domestically, I think it's already pulled in over $700 million, which is pretty damn impressive for a domestic release. That didn't get good reviews. Because everyone's like, hey, I heard it wasn't good, but I'm going to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the way we were. You know, before we went and saw it, we saw all those reviews. We were joking all the way up to seeing the movies. Like, we're about to watch a movie that sucks. Like, we, we kind of knew what we were getting into. Um, ooh. Another thing about Batman, I just want to say, um, which a lot of people have said as well, I don't give a shit about his origin anymore. And I hate that almost every single movie, it dominates the storyline. Batman's origin? Yeah. yeah if I'm, I see his that... motherfucking mom's pearls break on the streets of Gotham in a live-action movie, <laughs> it'll be way too soon. Um, um, I feel like him and Spider-Man's origin are Done. I know. I'm so We're fucking done with that That's shit. why I'm really glad in the upcoming Civil War movie, they're just going to kind of disregard Spider-Man's origin altogether. In his upcoming solo movie, they're also going to skip right past it to where he is a hero initially. Great decision. But, uh, yeah, just I'm um, the whole, you know, just the way the movie opened, because it does open with Batman's origins. Like, that's the first thing you see, like, as the credits are rolling, they go through the whole his parents getting killed thing, the whole funeral of his parents, him discovering the Batcave, and everything was fine until the bat started lifting him in midair. I was like, oh, guys, what the fuck? Get out of your own asses and stop trying to make this bullshit artsy crap. I'm glad they at least mentioned that uh, it was a dream. Because yes. the casual viewer might go into that thing. So what's the deal? Does Batman have like bat powers? Bat powers? Like is <laughs> is that how this works? Like pe- that's going to confuse certain people if they. Speaking didn't of confusing mention. scenes, the Flash coming back oh through time to talk to Batman. 
um, during coming out of a dream sequence. So you don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. I'm like, even I, knowing as much as I know, was like, was that the Flash? I don't really know what just happened. And the and average moviegoer is just going to be like, what the fuck? I'm an advanced happened? fan. I don't say I'm the top 1% fan, mm-hmm. but I definitely am above an average fan of Batman. So mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? You know, <laughs> uh, why are you shoehorning in all these mm-hmm. people? What did you think of those dream sequences with Batman? The the one where he's in the desert world where yeah. the, uh, where the dark side has the big Omega symbol and, yeah. it and everything. That was cool. Yeah. And the parademons came in, which just out of fucking nowhere. Why not? You know. No um, zombies, though. I want some zombie apocalypse, yeah, I think too. Zack Snyder just, you know, he wanted an excuse to see Superman kill people with his eye lasers. Which was cool. Which was cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, that was awesome. But just, you know, it just, that, that whole dream sequence was just, the whole time while I was watching it, it just felt like a, next movie, guys. Next movie's coming out. I hope you're excited for the next movie. They did that with a scene later, too, where they showed off all of the uh, the new Justice League characters, like Flash and uh, Cyborg, and Aquaman, and Wonder Woman, and uh, there's one more that I just can't seem to remember, but, like, that whole scene where where Wonder Woman is, like, looking through those files and everything, like, that just seems so shoehorned in. That's the type of scene you use for a post-credit scene. You don't put it directly in the middle of your movie, because really it did nothing for the plot at all. I mean, they reference it, like, kind of once at the end of the movie, where Batman's like, we need to form a team. There's villains that are coming, and we need to prepare for the sequels. Like, just, it felt shoehorned. Like, that was the biggest thing with this movie, too, is that it had no damn focus at all. The first hour, for the most part, for me, was painful to watch. Yeah. Like, just all over the damn place. Mostly the scenes which involved Lois Lane. But we've already talked about Superman. We've already talked about Batman, which we can agree that Batman is definitely the reason to check out the film. What about Wonder Woman? I thought she was minimalistic, Mm -hmm. but good. Yeah. That's like literally all I can say about her. Mm-hmm. I think she was of the two heroes. I think Batman was cooler, but I think Wonder Woman was done the best. There was one scene in particular towards the end when they're all finally teaming up together and they're fighting against Doomsday where Wonder Woman is going solo against Doomsday and she's just getting knocked around. And even as she gets knocked down on the ground, she has a huge smirk on her face. Like, oh, really? That's what you're going to do? Yeah. Like she's getting into the fight and stuff. And it's like, why are we not getting any of that from Superman? Why is she the only one exuding any sort of personality whatsoever? And don't get me wrong, I love that. I even love the fact that she used her sword, her shield, her freaking golden lasso. She used it. I loved that. I'm like, they're not going to use it, are they? And then, boom, the next scene, she's tying up Doomsday with it. I'm like, oh, yes, that looks so cool, too. Um, But yeah, Wonder Woman was minimalistic. She was barely in the movie at all and basically just served there to be, again, another excuse for more sequels in the future. Yeah, I think I think she did well. Mm-hmm. I, I have no problem with them developing her story. Mm-hmm. You know what they did? Mm-hmm. They used her a little bit. They said, hey, there's probably going to be more coming because mm-hmm. we know there's a Wonder Woman movie being made. Mm-hmm. And then she did some action and then got out of there. Yep. And much less than I could say about like Aquaman and Cyborg and everyone else. You didn't was... like the Aquaman cameo where he stared at the camera for an awkward seven seconds and then just exploded away? <sighs> I thought his hair woofing in the water was yeah. perfect. They Let's... must have CGI'd the shit out of that yeah. to look so good. I mean, can't you wait for the solo Aquaman movie? It's not that I don't like Aquaman. Yeah. It, it's just they didn't do it right. They, they just sort of hinted at a whole bunch of things, and then they were like, hope you care about that in a few years, because it's coming, and that's <laughs> My it. ability to talk with fish is of no help, Wonder Woman. Well, he does have super strength and a whole bunch of other shit. I mean, he basically is underwater Superman. Yeah. Underwater, he's the shit. Yeah. 
You know, I'm, I'm sure he's pretty powerful out of water too. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to fuck with Aquaman. He's a super. Yeah, he has super strength yeah. and super speed. You know, mm-hmm. not as ba- not as fast as Superman or the mm-hmm. Flash, but I mean, he's he'd probably fuck up Batman in the right circumstances. I'd imagine as yeah. such. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else? There was Cyborg. Yeah, there was Cyborg. Um, the Flash. There was the Flash. And this other one that just always escapes me for some reason. Uh, Aquaman and... I mean, clearly... That's it? There were more. I know there was at least one more that for some odd reason I just cannot remember. Um, But yeah, there was uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Cyborg. I'm pretty sure that's all the... I I don't know, maybe I am missing one. Um, But yeah... All that stuff was fine. Wonder Woman was barely in the movie at all, but she served her purpose. She had a really great action scene. Her introduction in particular, maybe the most exciting part of the movie next to Batman beating up the goons, like when she made her first initial appearance, the guitar solo kicks in. She's there. She's all badass, ready to just tear it up. That was great. Uh, So we got our heroes, which are all, you know, good and bad. And then we got our villains. So we got Lex Luthor. What do you think of Lex Luthor? Why do you want me to fucking comment on this guy, Corey? Like, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was a millennial CEO, Facebook inventing weirdo. I like it. I like bringing people together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any comment on this. I, I don't even want to discuss you, just, you don't even give a shit about Lex Luthor. I, I, didn't, I didn't care about him mm-hmm. by the end of it. No. Didn't care. You didn't like the fact that he goes to a prison where they just shave your head for no reason, just have an excuse to have a bald Lex Luthor in a movie? Nope. No, I thought that his weirdo ending too, when he's like he's coming, yeah. was stupid. I thought that. Uh, I mean, how does Lex Luthor Luther know about Darkseid? Well, there was a scene that was cut where there's a, a gigantic. Uh, I've seen that scene. Yeah, it that, makes no sense. Why is there a big robot centaur thing telling him what's going? Why are there floating know. cubes? It looks like something that works for fucking Thanos. Like I don't even know what that thing was. Uh, it, there's a good reason it was cut from the film entirely. Um, Lex Luthor didn't bother me as much um, as, say, Superman did, though. Like, uh, I still... I, I, some of the hamminess uh, from Jesse Eisenberg I thought was actually pretty decent. I never felt he was evil. Once. Mm, yeah, I got you. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, it seems like he was just sort of... It's just because he was hamming it up so much. Yeah. You know, he went full Batman forever on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, almost... he even fed Jolly Ranchers to a dude, like, personally. Like, that scene was just like, oh, my God, they're really doing this. Um, but I did like how manipulative he was, like how he sort of like went behind the scenes and is sort of responsible for everything happening. Like the whole subplot with him killing the senator, I thought that was more interesting than half of the shit going on in the movie. Even that, like, I was like, what happened to the senator? I was like, oh, yeah, she died in that explosion. Yeah. You know, like, I, it didn't even make an impact yeah, on The me. last thing she saw was a jar of piss. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. You'd think that when Superman walked into that room. What was her motivation? She hated Superman because someone died or something. Like, I don't really remember anything about her except that she was cool with what he was doing about trying. Lex Luthor was doing to try to kill Superman. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't too happy with Superman, but she, she was... didn't want him dead either. She wanted him to answer for what he's done. Yeah. You know, to be responsible for it. But necess- but she also knows that Superman uh, is is something that could be important to the Earth. But at the same time, you got Lex Luthor, who hates Superman for what reason exactly? I don't know, because he hates him in the comics. That's why. Uh, I think he just wanted to make Superman his bitch to make him do things for him. Yeah. Which is I weird. guess. He's I a mean, control that, freak. To me, that just that doesn't seem like something Lex Luthor would do, personally, in the comics. But then again, he also had his crazy plan where he was going to take all of uh, the Kryptonian technology 
combine that with the dead body of Zod to create his own personal warrior, which really, what was the point of that plan? Because he was creating Doomsday before, like, even all that other crazy shit was going down. Like, what would have happened if Doomsday would have just... Like, what would have happened if, say, Superman did kill Batman and maybe they killed each other? Like, what was Doomsday going to do? Like, what was his purpose? Just to rule over Earth with Luther's How was he going to control Doomsday? I mean, the minute he released him, Doomsday tried to kill Lex Luthor, and then Superman blocked the punch. Yeah. So, like, really, what was the point of Doomsday? It was just an excuse to have something for everybody to fight, really, at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, they need... And Doomsday, just... One-note villain. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's not that complex in the comics, either. You know, he's basically just a brute, but his entire backstory is remarkably interesting, and... I don't know why they can get Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman to look so much like their comic book counterparts, and they won't go all in on Doomsday. Like, he still looked like a big fucking cave troll to me throughout the entire movie. Like, there were a few instances where he started to, like, I think after getting hit with a fucking nuke. And, like, evolve. Yeah, he, like, he starts ripping his skin off, and you see all these, like, crags and bones coming out of his body, which make him look a little more like traditional Doomsday, but... It still didn't look enough like the character, and that really disappointed me a lot. And the fact that the only reason Doomsday was even in this movie is so they could use the plot point of killing Superman. Because, I mean, what does Doomsday do other than just beat the shit out of people? He kills Superman. That's all he's known for. Period. And he does. He ends up killing Superman at the end of the movie through the use of some weird convoluted plot involving a Kryptonian spear, which for some odd reason Lois Lane decides to throw into some water, and even without being told about it or even knowing that fucking Doomsday is a half-Kryptonian creature, she decides to go after it anyway. Let's talk about Lois Lane. Lois Lane is, for me personally, the worst part of the damn movie. Every single time that she was on screen, I sighed a little. I was like, fuck, I just don't care. Why does Superman have to be so defined by Lois Lane? Why does she have to be in this movie with all of these amazing characters? I don't give a shit about her, and I'm still irked that there's a redhead playing Lois Lane. That bothers me. It's not a big deal, but it bothers me. Why? Because she's, she's a raven-haired beauty. That is why. <laughs> that is exactly the reason. Um, and I just, I just don't like Lois Lane. Everything, her whole subplot of trying to figure out everything that's going on, going to the desert and doing all that other bullshit, trying to investigate all this stuff about Lex. Lu I just, I didn't care. And a lot of her scenes just went on and on and on. Did and you? especially at the end of the movie, the whole thing with the spear that bugs the fuck out of me. Really? Yeah. Like, why did she go one? Why did she even take the spear and throw it in the water? Probably because she wanted it to get away from Superman, right? Yeah, she she realized that. But it how hurt did she know to go back for it? Nobody went up to her and told her, "Hey, Doomsday's half Kryptonian. We need that spear." No. Nobody told her. No, no one did. And she tell. went after it anyway. Well, she she saw she was part of the movie viewing experience and sort of uh, saw through the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I call it a, a, a script that fucked up. Yeah, simply put. And they needed an excuse to get Superman out of that battle for a couple of seconds. How are you going to get Superman out of anything? Lois Lane. Because mm -hmm. she drags him all over the fucking planet. Yep. Yeah. She is the, if he was a dog, she'd be his owner. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know that meme, um, the picture of the uh, the super obsessive girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You guys can't see this because this is audio only. <laughs> um, but uh, that's exactly who Lois Lane is in this movie. Yeah. She is that character, the super obsessive girlfriend. Yeah. It's yeah. it's weird. Did you know they had these costumes for the new Super Street Fighter for 
<laughs> I did. The Macho Man Randy Savage Yeah, Zangief. fucking that's awesome. It Sorry. is pretty that's awesome. That's right out of left field. Sorry, I know, guys. it's completely... Uh, <laughs> it makes no sense of what we're saying. But yeah, uh, if it isn't clear enough, uh, we're mostly on the same boat that Batman vs. Superman is a pretty average film. It's I, not as bad as people say, though. I mm-hmm. will not go down the shit on this movie. Like, train. I don't think it's like out of ten. I don't think it's like below a five. You no, know, there are still things in the movie I like. I think the storytelling was shitty, but I don't think the characters were all that bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the problem. You have to disassociate the storytelling with the characters because mm-hmm. Batman was done well, Wonder Woman was done well, Batman, uh, Superman is subjective, mm-hmm. and uh, Lois Lane sucks, Lex Luthor sucks, and the storytelling is all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. But it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, the Room, that's a bad movie. But I'd rather watch The Room than Batman versus Superman. The, I, I'd watch The Room if there were no sex scenes, if they edited out all those. That's true. Those sex scenes not only suck, but they're not sexy, and they go on for way too long. Is like, that a left talking, field? We're talking like eight-minute <laughs> sex scenes. That are weird. Yeah. like And they don't make any sense Like either. like There's a scene where he's like going missionary, but he's like, fucking her her stomach yeah yeah like they don't they did not know how to choreograph a sex scene at all <laughs> at all in that movie Woo! so yeah batman versus superman if you just love these characters and you have to see it go see it in theaters support this movie let warner brothers know that we want some successful dc movies in the future but if you're just a casual fan and you don't know if you want to see it or not wait till it comes out on dvd blu-ray digital however the hell you watch your movies nowadays uh and watch it that way um otherwise save it for the hardcore fans uh, i'm still a very strong six out of ten i almost want to give it a five um just because the, the more i think and talk about it i get a little angry and, and and that's a huge problem but it's still the best live action interpretation of batman that i've ever seen but still not perfect I you know think- what the best lego interpretation is the Lego interpretation of Batman. God, that trailer was good. That trailer was better than the whole movie. I know. Like, I, I could rewatch that trailer so many more times than rewatching that entire movie. Uh, I have a lot more hope for that one, which, you know, the first Lego movie, I was like, all right, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot better than it had any right to be. Um, but I didn't expect there to be a sequel, much less one that revolved entirely around Batman and the other DC characters, which... It's very strange, and it's got to be the most incredible marketing that I've ever seen. I mean, those movies are effectively an hour-and-a-half commercial. Oh, yeah. But the story and the writing and the voice acting is so good that you don't even think about that. Well, they're a commercial. I just say, is is the Bugs Life a commercial for Bugs Life action figures, or is it its own world, you know, that they happen to create that's good, you know? I mean, you know, the Legos are built. Legos are a toy, though, like. Yeah. They, inherently, they began as a toy. They're yes, like, I understand, but I think you know, that the Lego movies have gone beyond just a marketing piece in and of yeah. themselves. Like that stupid song "Everything Is Awesome" yeah. has it was like huge for a while. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, "Let It Go" big, but it was a no. big song. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have never seen the Lego movie. You haven't? Uh-uh. I recommend it. Yeah, it's it's actually worth watching. That's what I'm saying. Um, there's enough references and surprisingly funny humor, and the animation is the best part. It, it to me, it, it reminds me of a PG robot chicken. Okay, which makes sense too because the Lego Batman movie is being directed by a guy who's worked on like over thirty different robot chicken episodes, so it really has that feel. And it, it's CG, but they make it look like it's Legos. Uh, le- or they don't have to make it photorealistic. Well, they make it look stop motion. Yeah. Like, it has that effect to it, and it doesn't look CG-like. It looks like actual Lego pieces, which 
damn, I can only imagine the work they have to do on that. Yeah. Like, it seems like it might even be more harder than, like, a traditional CGI animated movie. Yeah, because like it's Zootopia like, or something. Like. It's like rules. Mm-hmm. There are, like, a lot of animation movement rules kind of inherently built mm-hmm. into it, you know? So, yeah. that I don't know. I liked the Lego Batman movie trailer more than I liked the movie, too. I was like, whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now this movie's kind of a letdown. <laughs> yeah. It went from being, like, really fun. Like, oh, I like that. And then it's just like, oh, my God, it's instantly super depressing and shit. So we're more than 50 minutes into this, and we haven't really talked about anything else. <laughs> uh, yeah. How long are we? What are we at? Uh, 50-some-odd minutes. 51 minutes. 50-some-odd minutes. All right. Well, here, let's go ahead and talk about one more thing. Okay. Um, Something that I think has been pretty funny, uh, you've been, I know you're a pretty avid gamer, you, you have your PS4, you, you played a lot of big games like Fallout, Metal Gear, and even the new Primal, or uh, Far Cry Primal game, Yeah. Um, and I know that you're a big fan of Blizzard games as well, I know you've yes. been, uh, you've logged in many an hour of World of Warcraft when it came out a couple years ago. Stole four months um, of my life. I know you've played some Starcraft. Way too much. Um, what do you think of this brand new Overwatch game? I have not seen much of it to even oh, tell you. You need to check it out, dude. It's really great. It's it's basically Team Fortress on drugs. Okay. Like it's just an even more crazier version of that with more classes and every class is even more distinct than the last. And it has kind of like this superhero Pixar vibe to it, which I think is one of the most unique things about it. But it's also a game that has created a lot of controversy in the last couple of weeks. And this is something... That's been brewing over in a lot of games lately, which is the over-sexualization of certain characters. Oh, this is that butt shot. This is the butt shot. There's a character in the game whose name is Tracer, and Tracer's character is sort of like this happy-go-lucky, spunky British girl who has these powers to like go forward and backward in time a very small amount. And that actually reflects in the gameplay as well. It's really fucking awesome. The world, though. <laughs> the world, though. Oh, yeah. Somehow Dio infiltrated this uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, but basically in the game. It's me, Dio. Colonel <laughs> Dio, All right. Uh, we've got to get back on track here. Um, so in the game, when you play as these characters and your team wins, you get to see your character, they level up, they show you the stats, and then they do a little victory pose. And one of the default victory poses in the game for almost every single character, not just Tracer, is an over-the-shoulder view where she's from behind, she looks over her shoulder and looks at you. And she just so happens to be wearing these incredibly skin-tight She pants, just got back from yoga class. Yeah, which shows off her butt, which... You know, makes sense. Humans have asses. Yes. They, they all seem to have the same shape and everything. And a lot of the other characters in the game have the same exact pose, male and female. But for some odd reason, people just flipped out that Tracer's ass was so defined in this pose. And there were people who were been playing the beta and they went on the forums and basically they said that this was over-sexualizing the character and taking her from being a fun, spunky character into basically turning her into a simple sex object. And I don't want to say that Blizzard caved. They claimed that they made the decision themselves. Like, in retrospect, this isn't the type of pose that she would probably use, so we are going to change it. And they did change it. But you know what? They didn't change barely anything. Her new pose is called the strut pose, which is basically from the side, one leg up, one leg down, and you can still see all sorts of booty. It's all there. It's still practically the same, and everybody seems to be okay with it. I don't really see the difference with it, and I never had a problem with the pose either. Maybe it's because I'm 
more mature about that stuff. Like, when I looked at it, I didn't think, like, oh, man, look at that ass. Oh, shit. Like, I was just like, oh, that's cool. There we go. End of the story. You know, I think... I don't know if this is just because it's a resurgence of social justice warriors or if it's just a lot of younger people who are social justice warriors who've been raised this way. I don't know. I think if a developer wants to make their character a certain way, they should be able to do it and they shouldn't cave to all of this bullshit. I don't know why people are scared of sexualization of female characters. You know, I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't. I see why they think it lessens female characters, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is a case of a vocal minority yeah. that dominated a thing because most people didn't care. Yeah. And when you don't care, you don't get involved. Mm-hmm. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. Like you said, meh, whatever. She has a butt. Women have butts. I got a butt. Yeah. Simple as that. So, well, it's less simple than that, Corey. You know, this is a sexual move. This is like a look at my ass sort of thing. But I get it. But male characters doing the same exact pose, and you can see clearly defined cheeks. Yes. Are there male characters doing the same pose? There are male characters doing the same pose. There is another character in the game who is female doing the same pose, but because she's inherently a sexy type of character, it's okay. The main thing was they thought that she shouldn't be portrayed this way because of her personality and everything. But why can't she be sexy? Why can't she be like a cute, hot type of character and still be awesome and badass all at the same time? I mean, I'm a male. I mean, I have no problem with saying, you know, like, that that's a, an attractive-looking chick. But at the same time, she can also be really cool and really interesting and really deep. And, and Tracer is arguably, like, the poster child for this game. She's all over the promotional material. You go to any convention right now, if there are Overwatch cosplayers, 90% of them are going to be Tracer. Like, she's incredibly popular. She has a lot of catchphrases and everything. And... I don't know, I just, I have a feeling that just there was too much of an outcry about this, and it's starting to bleed into all sorts of other games. Like, there's there's so much contra, like, you can't do anything now, you can't seem to appease anyone, and, and nobody even bats an eye if there's, like, a male character wearing just a loincloth or something. You know, like, I, I don't know, I think it's a little bit of a double standard. I agree, uh, but at the same time, I understand why people want female characters that are strong, mm-hmm. a lead, but not sexualized. Yeah. And I understand that. But she's also wearing skin tight pants. Mm-hmm. And the idea that they have her pose like that is not that ridiculous. But maybe, maybe we're old school. Maybe because we see that that's the way it's always been, mm-hmm. it should just remain the same. Mm-hmm. And some people think it should be different. Mm-hmm. I get that. But damn it, we're not putting fat chicks in the front of our games. Okay. We're putting hot athletic chicks in the game. So but the they idea, can if they want to. They could. You but know. it's not a fat chick. Mm-hmm. It's not a. That's not a softball player. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> Man, you just offended so many people, <laughs> including one of my cousins. But keep going. You get what I mean, though. Yeah. What do I mean, Corey? I'm not saying. <laughs> the point is, they put a hot, tall, long leg, sexy chick in there. Mm-hmm. Chick in there. So, whatever. I wonder if that sold more games probably did mm-hmm. definitely the controversy did yeah so i don't know blizzard i mean, I mean look at laura croft from 1996 and then look at her now very different aren't they i don't know what you're saying actually i don't know if you're trying to say she's more or less sexy i'll be honest she's way less yes yes now yes. that's not a bad thing to the character because she's still very attractive um but she's also a lot more hardened and she definitely wears a lot more clothes and uh, not as pointy anymore, but that's mostly a polygon type of thing. A pixelated, yeah, thing. You know, th- those type of things have changed. But I just, I didn't have a problem with it because I didn't think of that when I saw the pose for the first time. And I was reading that article about it like a week ago. I was like, wait, what's the controversy really about? What about that person? What about that person? 
How come no one's saying anything about Zangief, who only wears basically <laughs> underwear. underwear and shows everything? Like, you can see everything on Zangief's body, practically. Nobody bats a damn eye. It's, it's a double standard. Because Zangief can be badass, and he can be sexy, too. So can Tracer. I agree. And I, my, my my main problem with it, um, and you know, I do sympathize. There there are people I understand who want like super strong female characters who aren't seen as sexual objects and everything. I understand like where they're coming from, and I think that's cool too. I want more characters like that as well. But developers should be able to make what they want without yeah. compromise. They shouldn't have to deal with this type of bullshit. Well, you say that, and I agree overall. Mm-hmm. But culture, times. Things influence things. Mm -hmm. If anything, we're all influenced by everything. This podcast doesn't really have... uh, It has our original thoughts, but in some way we are nothing but responding to things that we have experienced. Basically. So that, in that sense, that developers are going to make the games they want, but they are responding by their own uh, experiences through life Mm -hmm. and culture that they're in. Like, that's why... Uh, the shit that comes out of Japan is so different than the shit that comes out of America. That's for damn sure. So this you, is not a problem for them. Yeah, well, this is a different. But it's perspective. a cultural barrier. Too. Yeah, but at the same time, hopefully, man, we we've talked about this before. There's no barrier to entry on the internet. Yeah, you could be getting cursed out by a 12 year old mm-hmm. and not even know it. Yeah, and it could affect you like your best friend said it to you mm-hmm. if you're not careful because mm-hmm. you just don't have the perspective on it. You don't hear tone. You don't hear emotion. You don't hear intent. Mm-hmm. So these – what was that story I heard recently of there was a college. I don't remember the specifics, but there was a college where a white female wanted to now be called a male, and then she wanted to become the president of the diversity club at her college. But then the black student club protested that a white male was now the president of the diversity club. It's like the progressive left is eating itself you know, it's like, what is happening? You, just, you can't win with any of this shit. Like, like I said, um, I, I think Tracer should be able to show her butt, no problem. But then you got games like uh, this old PC game is called Baldur's Gate. I don't know if you've heard Baldur's of it. Gate, like just balling. No, Baldur's. <laughs> just balling. <laughs> Not Baldur's Gate. Shot calling gate. Um, <laughs> 20 is played. Um... Baldur's Gate is this game that came out like 17 years ago, and they just released an expansion for it on Steam, and one of the things they included in the expansion is a transgendered character, and the transgendered character is simply defined by the fact that it's transgendered. Now... Like Viper? Like what? Viper? Or what was that that, that pink-haired character in... uh... Oh, you mean from Street Fighter? Yeah. You mean Poison? Oh, Poison, Yeah, yeah. And that's mostly just implied. Oh, okay. We don't know yet. I still consider Poison a chick, but you never friggin' know. But uh, that's the thing. It's like, it's confliction, because it's like, I think that a developer should be able to do what they want. Like, I think Blizzard should be able to show Tracer's butt. I think the guys who worked on Baldur's Gate should be able to include this character, but it's also a character who's been shoehorned in just for the sake of being progressive. And people complained about that. So it's like, you can't win... But you can't lose either. You just have to be stuck in the middle in the shitstorm. I just don't have an opinion most of the time. Yeah. I just experience things and just <laughs> keep my head low and keep mm-hmm. going. But yeah. But I, like you said, things are always changing. If, if I can quote uh, one of the greatest country singers of all time, Tracy Lawrence, um, one of his songs, which is called Time Marches On, he said, the only thing that stays the, ch- uh, the, only thing that stays the same is that everything changes. 
you know, life is like a box of chocolates. You exactly. never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you look at the back of the box, which tells you where everything is. Well, that's cheating. And there's no back of the box in real life. No. And on that note, guys, we're going to get out of here. Corey, take us out with our sponsor. All right, guys. Thank you for listening today. We really appreciate it. Um, before we move on, I just want to take a moment to thank our network, Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel gives us the ability to speak our minds and be ourselves, which is really awesome. So make sure to check out their other shows. That's at RogueIntel.com. And if you want to help keep the network going, head over to RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you anything extra, and a portion of your total will go towards the Rogue Intel network, which is awesome. And like I said, guys, check out their network. They have a lot of really great shows, and they really help us out on distributing our show as well. And we're moving forward into the episode 50s of our podcast. Uh, we're going to bring back awkward imager reading uh, in the Imger. Uh, the uh, Imger imager, whatever you want to call it. We're going to bring it back for the uh, the next episode because we know you guys have been requesting that. Uh, we have a lot of crazy things going on in the spring anime season, which I want to talk about next time because the shows haven't even all premiered yet. Uh, so lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. Make sure to leave us your suggestions on what topics you guys would like us to talk about. There are, of course, a lot of big new movies that are coming out. Captain America Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse, Ooh. and uh, even more down the pipeline. Woo. So uh, stay tuned for that. So thank you guys again for listening, and that's it for the podcast. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. We always appreciate everything you guys uh, do and say, and uh, please leave us comments, give us suggestions. Uh, except why isn't there video in this podcast? Yeah. We're very aware of that. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not there and make sure to tell us what you guys thought of Batman versus Superman. Give us your honest thoughts and opinions in the comment section below. So until next time, the powerful Nerdcast is out.